America, our home. Sadly, right now it is AFU, all fouled up. Uh, there are some really crazy things that are happening, uh, things that make no sense, and it's, uh, it's kind of amusing. It's also sad at the same time, mostly sad, but I'm going to go through some items that really have me stumped, like how could this actually be happening in our country? Top 20 that have me totally puzzled. Right after that, though, we'll go into the things that our country is doing right. But first, USA, AFU, and here's a great example. Van Jones, who is a partisan Democrat as nasty as they come, was recently awarded $100 million in a civility award from Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos, no kidding, gave him a $100 million cash prize for his courage and civility. And Van Jones says this about Republicans. How were, how were the Republicans able to push things through when they had less than 60 senators, but somehow we can't? <laughs> well, the answer to that is, they're Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, that's so cute, that's so funny. Give him a hundred million dollars because he's so civil. This is not a not a fake, not not fake news. This actually happened. Van Jones, $100 million for being civil. Also, number two on the list, AOC. Just her presence, quite frankly, is uh, rather amusing that this 31-year-old uh, should have so much. Well, she doesn't have real influence because she doesn't have any seniority, but somehow people are intimidated by her especially older white Republicans in Congress. I don't know what's happening here. I do know she's totally insane. She successfully pushed, and the fact that she wouldn't want the most successful company in history, Amazon, speaking of, to come to her district. They wanted to come to her district, and she campaigned not to let them in, and she was proud of it when she won. I think it's incredible. I mean, it shows that everyday Americans still have the power to organize and fight for their communities and they can have more say in this country than the richest man in the world. How many jobs would her constituents have had? Very strange. She showed herself not to understand basic economics. When she fought so successfully, she is right. She did beat the richest man in the world, uh, but she actually lost, and so did her constituents. Here's something that's totally crazy that no one seems to be talking about. Uh, pornography. Sorry to bring it up, but uh, pornography is absolutely everywhere. Everyone has access to just about anything conceivable at any time. In the old days, not terribly long ago, if you wanted to see this stuff, you had to wear a hat, glasses, and go two towns over uh, like Woody Allen did in Bananas. He was uh, very shy, and you had to actually go out into the world to buy something. Now, children have access to this, and children sometimes are generating it themselves. I am sorry, but it's actually happening. In the old days, they passed notes to each other. And that was kind of fun, kind of cute. Now it's, quite frankly, um, very disturbing to consider what they are passing to each other. Also on my list, and it's pretty broad, but Joe Biden is in the White House. Oh, find this despicable. Republican voters. Look, you can take your pick about what you don't like about Joe Biden, his lack of integrity, uh, the 
not even trying to unify the country, his background, all kinds of things, the circumstances of his election. Some of us do have concerns about the fairness of the 2020 election. I'll leave it at that for now. How about this? Police, number five, suddenly police. They're the bad guys. That was very quick. Remember, throughout the 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s, we had all these TV shows that appropriately glorified cops. Now they are responsible for just about anything bad that ever happened. And those ridiculous protests last summer, you got all kinds of people virtue signaling saying they like them and it was something that was good. And we should all be proud that the vast majority of protests have been peaceful. That from the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff and that probably from some of the people you work with or your neighbors. People have been so fooled and conned by the Black Lives Matter movement. Number six on the list, more recently, a suspected mass shooter, a school mass shooter. He's alleged to have shot four people the day before yesterday in Texas, has already been released from jail, on bail, 75. This is a major story. They evacuated the kids. The SWAT team showed up. Four people were shot. And the suspected shooter is already out on bail and enjoying himself. You know, sometimes it all depends on what the victim looks like and what the accuser looks like. How about this in Portland, Oregon? That was a pretty brutal kick right to the head. That person who did the kicking is already out of jail. You know who's not going to be out of jail for several years, at least it looks like? The Horns guy from January 6th. Jacob Chansley has pleaded guilty, and it looks like the arrangement has him in jail for at least four years, potentially. Four years. He didn't hurt anybody, and he didn't break anything. And at times, I saw a video. He was being courteous. He was obeying the cops. How about that? A guy who attempts to kill somebody with his foot, kicking them in the head is already out of jail, and Jacob Chansley, who knows when he's going to get out of jail. That brings me to the FBI. I used to have such respect for that organization. Now, as you know, the Attorney General has alerted the FBI to start looking into the school boards. Those school boards, those women and men, those parents, have been too effective. They've been too passionate, and it's making some school board members a little bit uncomfortable as they and their faculty allies push critical race theory. So they've made a federal case out of it, and the FBI is coming. It's ridiculous. Uh, next on the list, real quick, uh, no real comment needed. Dr. Fauci is still a national figure. Uh, we, What else do we have to say about him? I think he's said enough. He's been wrong so many times. Nancy Pelosi, her very presence, quite frankly, infuriates me. And LeBron James, you know, we used to find ourselves all rooting for athletic heroes, sports stars, but LeBron James has tried to tear this country apart uh, and big corporate entities just uh, roll over for him. I know one guy who doesn't. And by the way, LeBron James, you can have him. Very few, very few would call him out like that. Here's something that you may have heard of, the ridiculous 1619 project from the New York Times. This is being pushed by the Times and uh, somebody named Nicole Hannah-Jones there on the left. It is a totally garbage theory that everything about America was based on slavery. We actually left the UK so we could have slaves here in America. 
every respected historian of all races totally discredits this theory, but it's being pushed. And she has access to every corporate boardroom in America because uh, people are afraid. People are afraid to kick her the hell out, and that's what she deserves. The fake news, we know they're terrible, but emblematic, representative of the fake news more than anybody is probably George Stephanopoulos, uh, the former Clinton official, uh, the Clinton donor to the Clinton Foundation. Do you know how much money this guy makes? He is something, uh, yeah, $15 million. $15 million, more than, what is that, $1.2 million a month, $250,000 a week. Do you think he gets that money for telling the truth? Of course not. He and so many others guilty of pushing a fake news narrative. Um, Also on my list here, the Commission on Presidential Debates. And we should start talking about these folks earlier. Uh, Sooner the better, really, because they screw up every single presidential cycle. They've been doing it for years. They did it in 2020. So unfair to Donald Trump, biased moderators, and the whole thing is run, again, by the Commission on Presidential Debates. They actually, it's a big nonprofit. They get big-time contributions from people like Anheuser-Busch. Yes, the beer people. And by the way, their logo? <laughs> I think it's heavily influenced by Anheuser-Busch, huh? You think this is pure? You think this is uh, on the merits? No, something odd is definitely happening with those debates, and so skewed, so skewed against Republicans in favor of Democrats. Also, suddenly, everybody in the country seems to be smoking pot, weed everywhere. Did we have a national, a true national conversation about this? People are smoking pot and getting into cars. They really have no way of detecting that. I mean, yes, drunk driving, we know how to detect that and the breathalyzers and all that stuff. We don't have the same thing for uh, marijuana. And I don't think uh, we've embraced it way too fast. Everywhere you go in New York, literally everywhere you go in this city, you can smell this stuff. You got kids doing it. It's, I, I think more people are doing it than not doing it, and we don't know the full consequences of some of these very reckless decisions. The music in America, that's uh, number 17 on our list. Look, um, I think music has plateaued. Uh, I'm not the only one saying this. I mean, there are people in their 20s, and their favorite music is from the 80s and 90s, even the 70s. Music was actually superior, in my opinion. And now it is so unbelievably trashy. Cardi B and the stuff she sings about, you can look it up. But uh, And by the way, I'm no prude, but this is, um, this is a little much. This is a little much. How about the Central Intelligence Agency? Don't you think they should probably rebrand by now? Think of everything they've gotten wrong. Uh, and I know their emphasis right now is finding, I don't know, uh, a a diverse workforce in terms of race and gender and orientation. Quite frankly, when it comes to our national security, who cares about that stuff? We just want the best people. I don't care if they're a hermaphrodite or transgender or whatever, just be able to do the job. They've made it clear, though, that it's not about the ability. It's about getting the check in the block. It's really, really sad. And considering they're track record lately. Let's see. Afghanistan, um, no weapons of mass destruction in Iraq, the failures before September 11, 2001, and already they're screwing around with their priorities. National security, not a woke workforce, okay? How about Ashley Babbitt? I am very frustrated. She's uh, 19 on our list. It should be probably higher. The first one, I think about her every day. 
shot and killed on January 6th. She was unarmed. The cop knew she was unarmed, and he fired. And that cop has essentially been given a gold medal. The fake news is he preys on him, and he's still on the job. No disciplinary action whatsoever. That I, I still can't get over. Vaccine mandates. I like the vaccine, actually, in a way. I do. I, I like that we have the option to take it. I like it as an option, not as a mandate. We are being told you will do this or else. Lose your job. Lose your status. Lose. It's really bad. And this is not America. This is, this is stuff from the old East Germany. Let me see your papers, your vaccine passport. I need a passport to go to Dunkin' Donuts. It's insane. Again, this is not our way. This is what other countries do. Papers, please. Papers. Of course. <laughs> Run. Yes. Papers, I've yeah. got it here. <laughs> your papers, please. Papers? I don't think I have them on me. In that case, we'll have to ask you to come along. Wait, it's possible that I... Uh, yes. Here we are. Your papers, please. Uh, some good movies in that list. Uh, being asked by a stranger what you have inside your body... I have a problem with that. I have a real problem with that. That's, that's wrong, and it's un-American. Too many people are going along with it, in my opinion. I should point out, I have been vaccinated. That was my choice. And if you don't think I should have gotten the vaccination, <laughs> I don't really care. It was my choice, but I think it's your choice as well, whether to be vaccinated or not. All right, also, big tech. I mean, look, we all know about what they've done to this country. Uh, it looks like they are being even further shamed by the left to protect the left and hurt the right. But they've also done some interesting things, some good things for this country, not these individuals, but their platforms. All right, sorry to be so negative, but these things are happening. But a lot of great things are happening as well. When I come back, we'll go through that list. I think it'll be a bit more enjoyable. Stay with us. Hi, Rob Carson here. If you love watching Newsmax, you're really going to love listening to our new podcast. It's called the Newsmax Daily. I host it, and I give you the best briefing of the big news of the day, top newsmaker interviews, and even, yes, a few laughs. I know it's hard to believe. So if you're uh, driving, walking, exercising, just about anywhere, you can connect with the Newsmax Daily with me, Rob Carson. Find our podcast online or go to iPhone, Spotify, iHeart, Stitcher, and more, and start listening today. All I, All I can, can say, say is, is that, that the, the fake, fake news just doesn't get it, do they? <laughs> the fake news doesn't like this part of America, the part of America that is so fantastic, like Americans who win the gold and are proud of America at the Olympics. How does that feel to represent your country like this? It feels amazing. I love representing the U.S. I freaking love living there. I love it, and I'm so happy I get to represent U.S.A. <laughs> love it. Well, <laughs> that was awesome. Tamira Mensah-Stock, um, an amazing moment and an amazing young woman. Uh, hey, America is the land, and I think we invented it, of talk radio. 
Okay. The left, they may have their Twitter, and they may dominate social media, but the airwaves, tens of millions of people listen to these conservatives, and they are brilliant, and they're probably a thousand times better than those morons on social media. Sorry, but a lot of them out there. Uh, Also this, hey, we've got the funniest comedians in the world, including this guy, Dave Chappelle. Transgender's a gangster's. I used to do business with a transgender in Hollywood. Man, everybody would be scared of her in the boardroom. She walk in there, newly minted woman, high heels, purse. Wouldn't say anything to us, just walk around the conference table looking mean as <laughs> Then she walked to the head of the conference table, stare at us all, reaching a person, pull her old out and throw it on the table. Hey, I I think it's funny. You know, it's okay to point out our differences and laugh at them a little bit. There are things happening, and comedians are supposed to point that out. We don't always agree with them. They're trying to cancel him for this little uh, bit about the transgender community. Get him kicked off of Facebook. May happen, but they can't cancel Chappelle. Uh, Hey, America, we can send probes to Mars. I mean, I actually think that's pretty wild. Uh, We've got that Curiosity rover doing its thing up there. We've actually been sending spacecraft to Mars since the mid-1970s. This one is special. It has this little drone that it can fly around. And I saw a picture this week from the Martian surface, from the surface of Mars. This is what the Earth looks like from Mars. Just a little, little dot in the sky. You see the Mars hills there? It's so cool, huh? When we look up in the sky, that's what it looks like. When we someday look back from Mars, that's what, I think that's great. Also this, we're going back to the moon. The astronauts have already been selected. The Artemis program, we've got some bright men and women, and one of them will be going back to the moon maybe in 2024. That's not very long from now. Donald Trump, in large part, responsible for that. I think it's fantastic. Also, as much as I can't stand big tech, you know what? I got to hand it to them. These tools, I use them every day. Sometimes uh, they're a little bit addictive. They're also very helpful. Let's be honest. They are connecting with people, looking at stuff, finding information. You used to have to go to the library. Now you can find out anything no matter where you are. I like it. I just wish they were better at managing it and a little bit more fair to people on the right uh, politically. All right. The police. We love the cops. We really do. They do amazing things every single day, and it breaks my heart that they are being treated with so little respect by so many people. But even the people who don't like them, when they get in trouble, they'll call the cops and the firefighters and all those first responders. They're awesome. America, we've got so much going for us, including our geography. Sea to shining sea, almost by definition, we're going to be a superpower because we go from one ocean to the next. I mean, I don't want to just rely on that, but it is a big natural advantage. I love our highway system. Yes, you hear about the crumbling infrastructure. But just like that James Brown song said, super highways, coast to coast, easy to get anywhere. Uh, I love that about America. The vaccine. As you know, I think it should be an option. But I love that America came up with it first. And Donald Trump made it happen. They laughed about Operation Warp Speed. 
but that there is one person responsible for helping us get to the vaccine when we got to it, it's Donald Trump. And uh, the world has him to thank, not just America, but the world. I'd like to also thank the flight attendants. I've been doing a lot of flying lately, and I notice uh, it's a very tough job. All right, that looks like first class on some exotic airline, but I'm talking on JetBlue, United, American, those uh, short little trips. This is definitely first class. Um, but that's okay. They're great, too. Uh, it's a very, very hard job, and the napkins and people can be somewhat difficult. I think the flight attendants are, uh, are pretty awesome. Also, you know my favorite, those who have been going to the school board meetings and saying enough is enough. I don't know about you, but telling my child or any child that they are in a permanent oppressed stat, uh, status in America because they are black is racist. And saying that white people are automatically above me, my children, or any child is racist as well. School board, I quit. I quit your policies, I quit your trainings, and I quit being a cog in a machine that tells me to push highly politicized agendas on our most vulnerable constituents. I believe that CRT is the new Jim Crow. This is the new form of segregation, and my family will not stand for it. You're emotionally abusing our children and mentally abusing them. You're demoralizing them by teaching them communist values. This is still America, ma'am. And as long as I'm standing here on this good ground earth of God, I will fight. I love it. I love it. You know, adversity, uh, these challenges that we're going through, sometimes they happen for a reason. These women, men finding out that they have so much inside to deliver. I don't know, but maybe they even surprise themselves. Uh, I, I, I think it's great. I do. I, I admire their courage and, and how eloquent they are, how forceful. They're terrific. All right. Oh, number 12 on the list. The United States Marine Corps. Yes, they've gone a little crazy with the woke stuff, but the Marines on that wall and saving the baby, absolutely awesome. Absolutely awesome. It is such a shame that they are giving some of these Marines a hard time now. It's, it's absolutely crazy. One of these Marines is under fire because uh, he appeared at a rally with Donald Trump. Can you believe that? And speaking of Trump, he's on the list, too. I am so thrilled that Donald Trump is most likely going to run for president uh, again. Seems like he's running right now. And you think about it, with everything that he went through personally, everything that his family went through, somebody with those talents could do anything they want, and it looks like they want to serve again. And I am very, very grateful. We'll keep our eye on that. Meanwhile, coming up, Aaron Babbitt. He lost his wife on January 6th, Ashley Babbitt, shot and killed even though she was unarmed. We'll be right back with Aaron Babbitt. Ashley Babbitt. Ashley Babbitt, American military veteran, veteran of the Iraq war, shot and killed on January 6th, even though she was unarmed, posed no threat at that time to anyone in a matter that personally outrages me. And I know many others, a lawsuit uh, is being at least explored. I believe it's being prepared uh, that will ultimately be filed against the Capitol Police by the Babbitt family. We'll keep our eye on that. In the meantime, her birthday would have been this Sunday, uh, October 10th. I believe she would have been 36 years old. We are joined by 
Well, he was married to her, um, Aaron Babbitt. Aaron, welcome back to uh, Newsmax. How you doing? That's always a pleasure, Greg. Doing all right. Aaron, there is going to be a big event uh, in honor of Ashley. It's uh, in Texas at the Bridge Harbor Yacht Club in Freeport, Texas. And I understand President Trump is actually going to send a special message. Are you going to be there? Can you tell us a little bit about how this event came about? Yeah, so I normally don't go to these things, but I, I am going to attend this one. A gentleman by the name of Al Manica actually painted a beautiful oil painting. Um, he had kind of hold one of our pictures of me and Ash, and uh, just the painting's absolutely beautiful. It hangs in my wall now. Uh, he's the organizer. He lives in that area. He's a local down there. And uh, he, he wanted to do something for Ash's birthday. And, you know, it's fitting because, you know, there was no other state in this union that Ash would love more than Texas. I mean, she was stationed there. She had property there still, you know, when, when she passed, she had vested interest in a property there. So it's going to be, and yeah, and President Trump uh, was gracious enough, you know, first first request, absolutely, he said absolutely, and he put out a very nice uh, tribute video to, for Ashley and for everybody attending. Well, that is awesome, and I know he's been in touch with you personally, and uh, it's really great to hear. And he was one of the first, I guess, the most prominent major figure to start talking about who killed Ashley Babbitt. We know who killed Ashley Babbitt, by the way, Lieutenant Michael Byrd, who's still strangely on duty. We've talked about this, but I want to, I want to remind our viewers about how strange that moment was just prior to Ashley's death. And I'm sorry to go through this, but I think it's important. There were several Capitol Hill police officers who were standing in front of the door. We're going to play this video. They were standing there, uh, seemingly protecting the door. And they were being yelled at, of course. Uh, there was some, it was definitely a tense situation. Can you go ahead and roll that video, please? And the cops, at some point, just walk away, which I, I still can't figure out why. They're not being touched in any way. And when they walk away, that's kind of when all hell breaks loose. He's having a word with his buddy there. They look back, and here they're about to move out of the way. Do you have any idea? I know you've looked at this. Your lawyers have looked at this. The investigators have looked at this. And I do want to stay on this until they actually walk away, which they will in a moment for no reason. Here they go. Here they go. And then you can see everybody now gets to the door and starts pounding on it. And shortly thereafter, Ashley is shot. Your investigators, the investigators who are at least exploring the lawsuit, what have they told you about this? Who are those cops and what is the justification what rationale could they have in leaving? We're not going to really know that until the discovery portion to where we can actually get radio transmissions if there were radio transmissions. You could see them talking to each other. They look back down the hall. I don't know if they're looking to see if Mike Bird's standing there, but they all move aside in unison. It's like we talked about before. There was a tactical team coming up that, those steps. So did they know? Were they getting replaced? Why? They, 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 they let those people continue to beat on those doors even more so by moving. If they had stayed there, you have to imagine that the, the situation was just gonna quell itself. But they moved, that's basically just saying, go ahead, beat them down, beat them down. You know, and then Ashley gets hoisted up in that window and, and gets shot and, and murdered. You know, the, the, I, I've heard that, oh, they were going to be replaced by the tactical team. They were getting out of the way. But uh, <laughs> you get replaced. There's a direct handover. 
uh, you don't get replaced, you know, in two minutes. You relieve your, your, you leave your post when properly relieved, and they weren't properly relieved. I'd like to ask you about the mystery man. There's an individual who was there when Ashley was shot, uh, who's also observed outside the Capitol. His picture was taken, and uh, nobody knows who he is. And the FBI, interestingly, have not been very aggressive, it seems, in trying to find out who he is. I know your team has been working on this. Any, any idea who he might be, where he might have come from? Nobody knows. That's the big mystery. And I was just watching that video again, and you see... Like, he's just standing off to the side watching everything happen. And when those cops move, he just, you know, very lightly just is kicking the door, like, in a very odd fashion. Like, he's he's not trying to break anything. It almost looks like he's just trying to get other people to get involved, to, to you know, start smashing those doors down. So it's probably a damn good chance he's an agitator. We already know that there was FBI plants in there, informants working in there. Maybe that's why he's not in jail. Nobody knows what his name is. I'd like to put this on the screen if we can. Uh, GiveSendGo.com slash Justice for Ashley. www.GiveSendGo.com slash Justice for Ashley. Uh, waging a, uh, a lawsuit and all the expenses, the investigators, that can be very, very expensive. And um, I know folks feel terrible about what happened here and they want answers and have a great event on sunday aaron babbitt we thank you again thank you greg talk soon all right you bet we'll be right back i'm telling you they've got advantages but they're sort of dumb in a lot of ways their policy is so bad he's back bigger better and funnier than ever watch president trump's rally live from iowa only on newsmax your place for real news for real people so I think it was the day before yesterday, there was a mass shooting at a high school in Arlington, Texas. Four people were shot. That technically is considered a mass shooting by law enforcement. All the students, faculty evacuated. The suspected shooter, Timothy Simpkins, spent a matter of hours in jail. He's already been released on $75,000 and uh, went right home to a party, welcomed by his family and friends. And... Uh, I've just never heard of such a thing. A suspected mass shooter already out, $75,000. Uh, the next, the very next day, he's out on, on bail. I'd like to bring in two of the most experienced uh, uh, defense lawyers in the country, Joe Tacopina and also Mark Garagos, really two major heavy, heavyweights. Uh, privileged to have you both here. Uh, Mark, first to you. I was just totally shocked, or uh, is this... Uh, is this a thing now? Uh, $75,000 bail, next day you're released, you're an accused mass shooter. Well, at least in California, cash bail has been virtually eliminated. But you, I, I don't think you'd ever seen uh, in most jurisdictions somebody on a school shooting released at $75,000 bond. So I find it uh, somewhat unusual, if not uh, an outlier. And, uh, okay, unusual and outlier, that's kind of good to hear because I would hate for this to be a real trend that's taking hold. But, uh, Joe, this is, I keep hearing, a moment and everything's being reevaluated and uh, there's a great awakening and the Black Lives Matter movement has had an effect. Um, do you think this is a sign of the times and more to come like this? I, mean, I really hope not, Greg. I mean, I hope, I, 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 if this has, if race has anything to do with the bail conditions set here, it's really outrageous. I mean, it's whatever color that person is, that, that kid is walking with that blue hat, it's irrelevant to me whether it's pink or blue or orange or white. Um, the fact that he's out on $75,000 bail 
for sh- after shooting and attempting to kill multiple people. He shot two innocent teachers, an innocent young girl, um, and and a kid who he claims he was in a fight with, but obviously the resolution of a fight is not to go get a gun and kill him. That kid is now in a coma. What's most despicable about this entire situation is that his family seems to be um, a little out of touch with, with what's right and wrong, clearly. Um, you know, the notion that he would go home to a celebration, a celebratory party, and posted a picture of himself on social media with this grin on his face, like a victory grin, is as some kid lays in a coma, as a teacher has their 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 spleen cut open, is really, really despicable. Yeah. And maybe that's the reason he carried a gun into that school. Maybe he thought he was able to or entitled to. And $75,000 bail, by the way, the car that picked him up with his family in it, Cost more than that $75,000 bail, the white Mercedes. That is wild. That is wild. Uh, his defense attorney uh, seems to quibble about a, what a mass shooter is and is not. Let's hear from, uh, let's hear from the lawyer. It's not arguing. The affidavit, the arrest affidavit, suggests that he shot three people by bringing their guns to school. So I think that's understandable. But, however, you're, you're aware there's a distinction between a mass shooting and a school shooting. These are people who are out to shoot multiple people, and that's not what happened. But the right. thing is, it's because yeah, other okay. people were hurt. Does that make sense? Like, oh, their uh, teacher was hurt. All right, so you're saying the narrative is Mark, I apologize. I, I quite frankly couldn't make out too much of what she said. Uh, the thing about it, though, I heard on the media, in the media, shortly after this happened, even before he was apprehended, there was a lot of talk of, well, he may have been bullied. Well, he may have been uh, the subject of ridicule. I mean, a lot of mass shooters in history have been the subject of a lot of things. I was surprised. I know that's a, what a defense lawyer might start talking about later, but the media started talking about it very, very early on. Anything? Is there anything significant well, about that? I was just going to say, Joe hit on something that I thought was significant. I mean, you can be excited that you're released. Your family can welcome you home. I understand that. Those are completely normal emotions. But if you're representing this person as a lawyer, the last thing you want is for that scene to now be played in the media. Because uh, one of the things that's going to happen is no self-respecting prosecutor is, is going to leave that on the cutting room floor. That's going to be put in front of the judge. It's going to be put, uh, arguably, if this ever gets to trial, in front of a jury. Um, once the prosecutor sees this, you're not going to have a whole lot of leverage to work out a deal if you've got anything. If you're arguing that somebody is a bully, this would tend to cut against that argument. So all in all, uh, I know he's out. And, um, you know, I, I'm an advocate for uh, usually not keeping people in pretrial. Um, but it just seems like there's a lot of missteps here. And uh, my guess is, is you're going to see some reversals of some of these decisions awful quick. I am very surprised uh, that so many January 6th uh, protesters, those who have been arrested, are still in custody. Uh, and, and, and this young man just walked, literally walked. Um, Mar- I'm sorry, Joe, I believe you are representing uh, one of the accused, uh, 32-year-old Julian yep. Cater. Um, just the, uh, what does what, what, what the fake news love to talk about? They love to talk about optics. And yep. the optics should be terrible, but nobody seems to quite frankly care. Your clients, that group, they they get absolutely no no sympathy from the mainstream media. No, and and the fact that he is in jail um, for participating in a in a 
a, a protest or participating in a in an event, um, despite the allegation that he he had mace, by the way, not not a deadly weapon, but mace, um, and and used it. There is zero scenario where this person should be in jail, pretrial detention. There's just zero scenario, and and he is. And then when I see someone who shoots four people, um, and and three ha who have nothing to do with his alleged dispute, um, walk out on seventy five thousand dollars bail and have a party. Um, it, it really boils. I know I'm going to be getting a call from Mr. Cater tonight. There's no question about that because he just can't understand. And the laws really are very clear about this. There is no scenario where Julian Cater or any of those January 6 protesters should still be in jail. I mean, they have pres presumptions of innocence that are supposed to be alive and well in this country. Um, but apparently it's only alive and well in certain places and, and for certain defendants. Mark, overall, um, and look, we've heard about people getting out of jail you know, when I was a kid, there were stories about that happening, you know, that people were outraged when somebody was released, when it was viewed prematurely by the community. And we had a judge here in New York. His nickname was Spring em Loose Bruce. Uh, we've had this for a long time. But I, I do feel, going back to my original kind of uh, feeling, that something seismic is happening. There's a real pivot. From your perspective, though, we're, we're not there. You're hoping we're not there, but we could be. I don't think that we're there. We obviously, there's been a, a massive shift in the last four or five years in the way that we view the criminal justice system. But I, I will tell you, um, having both a sheriff and a district attorney in Los Angeles County who are variously subjected to recalls and things of that nature at any one time. Nobody wants to wake up. And when I say nobody, no judge wants to wake up and have his decision or her decision second guessed or third guessed or um, uh, on the front page of whatever their local paper is. I really truly believe that this is an outlier. And um, I, like I said, I would expect you're going to see a reversal here of some kind very shortly. All right. Uh, well, uh, the the uh, the judges get recalled, too. I'm still a little bit burned about Gavin Newsom, but you don't have to weigh in, Mark. Neither do you, Joe. Uh, I wanted Thank that you. to go a certain, a certain way. Mark Garagos and Joe Tacopina, two legendary litigators. We appreciate it so much. To be continued, and I'll be right back. Well, look at what was estimated. Look what was actually achieved. The September jobs report, only 194,000 jobs created. We were supposed to be at a half million. That's really, really bad. You got to hear the Biden administration spin. We'll have that in a moment. But first, Craig Shirley once again joins us, presidential historian. Greg, welcome back. How are you? Good, Greg. How are you? Fantastic. Uh, numbers like this, um, if it were Donald Trump, the discrepancy is so much, it would be a They much would eviscerate him. They, Say again? they would eviscerate Donald Trump. They, they would, would eviscerate him, sure. Trump. Yes. Yeah. Well, but instead, they're, uh, they're giving uh, a, a, tongue, a tongue bath to uh, Joe Biden <laughs> over this miserable jobs report. All right. I don't want to let's not use the phrase tongue bath again with Joe Biden. <laughs> I want to play you uh, what Joe himself said about these numbers, his uh, spin attempt. The monthly totals bounce around. But if you take a look at the trend, it's solid. On average, 600,000 new jobs created every month since I took office. And in three months before I got there, that was one tenth what was being created. Jobs up, wages up. Unemployment down. 
That's progress. He really does seem like some, uh, uh, like an actor from a movie yes. about what the future will look like with an out of touch uh, and totally maniacal person as president. Sorry. Well, it's certainly a low budget film. That's for sure. <laughs> look, is that, is that the, the, it's just easy to explain. This is that as COVID was hitting its stride, uh, business were, businesses were closing across the country, you know, a year and a half ago. Now that businesses are reopening, uh, that uh, the job report are going up, even though they're not going up as fast as they should because of Biden's terrible economic policies. He um, has been using his spare time to check in with friends at hospitals. This is kind of bizarre, but he had a friend who was sick in the hospital, he says, and he said he did this. He called the nurse. Last night I was on the television, on television. I was on the telephone with uh, a person at an emergency hospital ward in Pennsylvania because a good friend had called and he had rushed his significant other to the emergency room. But the waiting room was so crowded, things were so backed up, they couldn't even get her to be seen initially. So, because I knew this person, I called, I called the desk, the receiving nurse, and asked what the situation was. Well, he did figure out it was the telephone, not the television. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, uh, I, I, you know, in a weird way, yes. I think that actually did happen. Well, maybe if it did, uh, but you know, this is abuse of power. This is a serious thing. This is what Richard Nixon was forced out of office for, was abuse of power. And who's to say that Dr. Biden knows that the person he got to the head of the line wasn't as sick as somebody who was left at the back of the line? Maybe he killed more people uh, as he has in Afghanistan and other places because he put somebody at the end of the line who didn't belong there. Well, wow. I mean, uh, look. Or let's face it, you, you don't call the desk yourself. You have a, somebody else do it. I mean, you know, look, we all, if you know somebody at the hospital, but call on the president anyway, it's all yeah. weird. Yeah. Craig Shirley, so appreciate it. I'll be right back. Hey, do you remember uh, election night when Fox News called Arizona like ridiculously early for Joe Biden. They shouldn't have done that. Well, the guy who helped make the decision was let go by Fox. Now he's been rehired by Fox. His name is Arnon Mishkin. Anyway, he works at Fox News again. Another reason to not watch Fox, huh? Uh, also this, tomorrow night, we will be carrying the Donald Trump rally in Iowa live starting at 8 o'clock. Have a great weekend, everybody. Stand by for Stinchfield. See you next week.